The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Welcome to a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Attention! Attention! Some of you are wondering why we have not moved yet. But as you know, when we gathered everybody together at the Ahava River, we noticed that we were not in full capacity. We counted everybody, and we noticed that the sons of Levi were missing. Since then, we sent for Eleazar, for Ariel, for Shemaiah, for Elnathan, for Jerib, and for El Nathan, not to be confused with the first one, and also for Nathan as well, and for Zechariah, and for Meshulam, the chief men. But there's just one problem. As I made this request to Artaxerxes, I confess to him the glory of our God, the Most High God, who is a protector and our strength. We have a long journey ahead of us, four months, and it is a dangerous one. We have precious cargo, and we have all of our lives and the lives of our wives and our little ones to take care of. But I was too ashamed to ask the king for protection. So what greater protection is there than the protection from the Most High God? So I implore you, let us all fast before the Lord and pray for his guidance as we make this voyage. Step into the narrative of Ezra 8, a chapter alive with faith and divine guidance. Join us as Ezra leads a group of exiles on a journey filled with treasures and profound lessons on faith and divine protection. Ezra 8, where every step is guided by faith and the assurance of God's hands in the unknown. As always, be blessed and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your hosts. The guy's gay. And Earl Roberts. So, (laughs) it's our third time trying this. This is fun. This is fun. This is fun. So, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, and, and as he said, we we already went six minutes in. We we was already talking about Ezra. Then I realized I did not hit record. Oh my. Technical difficulties upon technical dif- difficulties. We've been doing this. We in year three. Yeah, but and um you would think that some we would we'd have ironed out some kinks, but new levels, new, new fairs unlocked. Yeah, for real. So <clears throat> right now our camera. We, the new camera we just bought is it's not functioning to our standards, but also I believe it's not 
It's not performing. It ain't working properly. Right. I, 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 I don't know if this this format, this camera just is a is a faulty series or not, but, you know, we have to send that back. And so while we wait for another camera, we're using the old, the old smartphone. You feel me? And, um, but anyway, I'm doing good. My leg is better. Still, Amen. I still don't have the mobility that I would like, and it's still painful if I try to bend. But I can walk, you know what I'm saying? Um. The only thing I can't really do is... Did you have the MRI? Is right now. I, I, I didn't get to yet. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's coming up this week. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> um, but other than that, I remember when I was writing my sermon, mm-hmm. I was talking to my cousin and I was kind of walking him through because <laughs> we had already went through this whole story. But anyway, I was kind of walking <laughs> him through <laughs> my process and my faith that God will um actually help me to write. And, and I was telling him the Lord will provide a lamb. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of resonated with me. I'm like, you know what? That's something that I say frequently. That's just, it's become a habit for me to just say that. But what am I actually saying? You know, and I thought about the story of Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. You know, Abraham, his back was against the wall. Abraham did not know his next move. He just knew that God was going to do something. I believe that Abraham felt that even if he went through and killed his son, mm-hmm. God would restore his son. And the reason I say that is because God promised to make him a great nation. Mm-hmm. And he promised that Isaac would be the promised son. Mm-hmm. The two things can't be true if he's dead without an heir. You know what I'm saying? And so <clears throat> Abraham, he just know I was going to follow God. I could do what I, I'm about to do what I need to do. And the Lord going to do the rest. So he assured Isaac that the Lord will provide a lamb. And that stuck with me. And the funny thing about it is the day before, I think it was the day before or either the day of my sermon. No, it couldn't have been the day of. It would have had to have been the day before when I was actually tasked to write my sermon. That morning, my wife and I, we read a devotional and it went over that story. Um, Abraham and Isaac, the Lord will provide a lamb. And that to me was just like, cause if, if, you, would have, if you forget what I was about to do, this me speaking in like from God's behalf, like, if you forget what I was about to do, remember that I am going to provide for you, you know, Jehovah Jireh. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know who needs to hear this. You know, you might be in a situation where your back is against the wall or you feel like you've you've exhausted all of your options that's humanly possible, everything that you could think of. But rest assured that the Lord will provide a lamb. You know, he is our provider. He's our comforter. He's our healer. You know, and no good things will he withhold from the from his loved ones, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's my motivational thought for the week. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Weekly thought brought to us by Nakaz Gay. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Now, Ezra. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny, man, like when technical difficulties happen. I'm telling you. And you're just like, you know, we said more, but <laughs> to like, because you always have an option, right? You also be like, okay, we could try to make it exactly how it was, mm-hmm. but if it ain't authentic in the moment, then you're really just trying to like, yeah, because you force see, it to happen, right? Because the first time you didn't have to think, you just spoke <laughs> through it, right? Yeah. The second time, you remembered what you happened. You're trying to remember what you said verbatim, and you know it ain't gonna happen. So me, I just just try to get the point out. <laughs> All right. So last week we went through Ezra chapter seven, and we see how Ezra was a scribe who studied the word of God, and he was interested in actually going back and helping his people and also teaching the word of God to his people. So he brought the idea to the king, Artaxerxes, who was from who was the king of Persia at the time and the king of 
you know, the Assyrians and the Babylonians and, you know, the known world at that time as it was was recorded. And he told King Artaxerxes what he wanted to do. And Artaxerxes had favor on him. And we see in this chapter how this favor came from God. Also, how this favor was also blessed upon him because he he was actually diligently studying the word. And so we see the scene, the king granted him all that he requested according to his hand and of the Lord of God upon him, and he gave him everything that he wanted. He also told the governors of the region that anything he asks for, he can have. Also take back the rest of silver and gold. Also, if you need more help for building, you can pull, for, pull it from the king's treasury. So we see Godham was definitely upon Ezra. And we see like Ezra even ended the chapter talking in our first person. He said he was, in, he was encouraged as the hand of the Lord was upon him. And he gathered all the leading men of Israel to go up with him. And so now this brings us to Ezra chapter 8. Anything I missed in that recap you would like to touch? No, but it's it's kind of funny to me that, you know, when when this was one body of work, when mm-hmm. this was one scroll, mm-hmm. um, it was Ezra and Nehemiah, the two books yep. that we know. Bro, we only talk about Ezra for like three chapters, seven, eight, nine, ten, four chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is like... His portion. Right. But the whole book is named after him. I don't know. I just find that kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't like how they do Zerubbabel like that. You, want, you wanted him to get his own book? <laughs> if Ezra got four chapters. But suppose Ezra write about Zerubbabel. Suppose Ezra wrote the book? Well, yeah, suppose Ezra wrote about Zerubbabel. It's kind of cocky. You write the book and you name it after. Think about it though. You and I have a podcast, right? Yeah. We both have a role, have roles in this podcast. Imagine I say the podcast of Nakaz, bro. <laughs> I know people who's cut that movie though. Yeah, true. True. I know people who's cut that movie. Yeah, very true. Very true. I uh, mean, only what I, I talk in the first person now. True. <laughs> but all right, so it's like I gave the recap about you. Think about it, bro. You happened with 60 years ago, bro. Like. <laughs> I give it a recap. So it would be unfair for me to tell my story if, I, if my story is built upon yours. So I need to give the context about you, but this is my story. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. See, but this is what I'm thinking about, right? And now there was contemporaries, and I give you that. It it depends though, bro. Because like in the in the grand scheme of rebuilding, they are contemporaries because. As a matter of fact, I rebuilt, bro. Ezra, you did not have any part to play in building in building this, bro. And that's why I gave you your shine. <laughs> bro, when we, from, I'm speaking from Zerubbabel's standpoint, we move here first. We had to, we had to fight with our enemies. Mm-hmm. We had to negotiate with king after king after king. And we, you know who recorded all this? You did. Okay, then. You recorded, though. Okay, then. You recorded. That's like... So why did you write your own book? <laughs> that, that's his bond. That's, that's his bond for not controlling the narrative. Exactly. So, but what I'm saying is, this was all one book. Ezra and Nehemiah. Because Ezra, compile it. Now, now Nehemiah, now someone, uh, someone probably come off at the point. Now, now, the point is, we don't know who really writes Zerubbabel's part. I say in Ezra probably writes this because it was Ezra, and clearly it was Zerubbabel and Ezra. Right. And then someone else probably right near when it's like, all right, we just gonna combine it all together. Right. And the people who combine it all together, they should have break it up into three or keep it as one story. You should be mad at the people who break it up. Yeah, that's the I think that I think that's who my gripe is because I don't know what the I don't know what what's the scroll always named Ezra Nehemiah? It was Ezra Nehemiah. Mm, I'm out of the people breaking up anymore. <laughs> I give it I give it Ezra a little piece of that too, bro. Give Zerubbabel a shine, bro. 
So we were allowed to come and negotiate with people. He had to tell them, boy, we building this, boy. We ain't care what's going on. He also take his time. He also take his time. Now, he, he had some opposition. He had some opposition. He had some opposition. <laughs> but the opposition, he had to get in this way for real. They did it? <laughs> they issued... God on your side. God on your side, but you still have to work in the, in the confines of which the king gave you. What's your going to do with that? So, see, where he messed up was, he must even keep Cyrus's original edict. Because it by the king come out, hey, Darius, here you go, buddy. I'd have send this back with that's him. That's true. That's true. The king had to do research. But remember how the Persians go, bro. You can put on top. You can put a decree on top of decrees, bro. Like, that's also true. That's anyway, also true. Anyway, Ezra, get your shine, bro. Get your shine. Second, yeah, second chapter of the book that you mentioned. I just said. But yeah, another thing, bro. No, another thing. Bro. Alright, people who get their name off the books, bro, mm-hmm. is prophets, right? Let's think about that, bro. Ain't mm-hmm. no book of David, ain't no book of Samson, ain't no book of oh Joshua mm-hmm. got a book. Uh, yeah. Joshua got a book. He was a judge? He was a he was a judge. He was a judge. And the king just say Ezra could be in charge too. And you can Moses, set up. Moses don't have a book. But Moses write five. Yeah, but ain't no book of Moses though. <laughs> they all the book of Moses. <laughs> yeah, but he don't get he don't get the title. Like he ain't the cover artist. What you want, Exodus, Moses 1? Moses is, Moses volume 1. By this logic, by the logic of writing, we got Moses, Moses Exodus, oh, Moses Leviticus. You want to go to Paul? You know Book of Paul? But he write like 70% of the New Testament. I respect that. I respect that. So what we get? Like what I, we I, just don't, I just don't know what's the metric or how we why? name it. Why? I, my question is, why is Rubel not having a book? to the spot because I just feel like, <laughs> like alright so it's 10 chapters in Ezra mm-hmm. the first 6 is Zerubbabel bro <laughs> that's what I'm saying bro you the last one I get it bro you a, you a scribe and you a master uh, like you a master in, in the, the works of the Lord and you have a great task ahead of you in terms mm. of the morale you see what I'm saying but I feel like you know there's people before you that lay down the foundation literally and figuratively for what you gotta do right now Zura was also mentioning some of the prophets' books too, though. He was mentioning hey guy. He was mentioning, was he mentioning anything else? He was mentioning like at least 20. He was mentioning Zachariah too. If they had one other com- com- contemporary, but I can't remember. Maybe hey guy, think him out. It was hey guy and it was Zachariah for sure. Anywho, anywho, you know, just, just fun, just fun thought, just fun banter. I, I ain't gonna forget you, Z Dog. <laughs> But was it what was this other name? Ask something. No, I forget that. <laughs> I definitely forget that. All right. Anyway, back to Ezra chapter eight. These are the heads of the fathers' houses, and this is the gene- genealogy of those who went up with me from Babylon in the reign of Artaxerxes of the sons. In okay, verse two of the sons of fin- Phineas, Gershom of the sons of Ithamar, Daniel of the sons of David, Hashtush. Of the sons of Shechaniah, of the sons of Farosh, Zachariah, of the and the registered with him were one hundred and fifty males. Okay. Yeah, in verse two, Hatush should have been in verse three. Hatush of the sons of Shechaniah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> I know. But I wish you see like how we have like I don't know if they do do this, but you see like how we have rever- revised version. Of the King James, like the King James we reading now might be like the 2001 edition. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think they need to re. Need to re nah, I ain't joking, bro. I think they need to realign some of these verses, bro. <laughs> like, like for real, bro. Who's your gripe tonight? No, bro. I, what I was reading, I think I was reading Jonah, bro. Like the end of Jonah two should have literally just been the first verse in Jonah three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, 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 that does always get me too. I'm like, bro, what, this don't this, this does nothing right here. Like, <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't fix this for real. All right, of the sons of. Fahathath Moab. <laughs> Man, when you're listening to it and when you read it in your head, it's so different than For when real. you just say it out loud. Oh, yeah. You got to be confident when you say it out loud. Yeah, but anyway, because he said that E word, <laughs> the son of Zerariah, and with him 200 males, of the sons of Shechaniah, Ben Jahaziel. And with him, 300 males of the sons of Adin, Ebed, the son of Jonathan, and with him, 50 males. Of the sons of Elam, Jeshahiah, the son of Athaliah, and with him, 70 males. Of the sons of Sephathiah, Zebadiah, the son of Michael. <laughs> wait, wait, Michael, Michael. <laughs> Just slide in there, bro. <laughs> Michael just sliding there, bro. Man. It's crazy how old Michael name, how old Mike, how old of a name Michael is too. Yeah. It's crazy how phonetically. I don't know. I don't know if Michael is like accepted because it's so popular mm. or because like phonetically it's it's easy, easy to say. Yeah, like or Michael. Sure. <laughs> um two syllables and it have common um letters like like Z. Z not that common of a letter. You no. see what I'm saying? So when you have the Zerubbabel, you see what I'm saying? Uh, Jahaziel, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they just seem kind of like foreign. They just seem kind of foreign to say. But then in the midst of all of that, all Michael. of these, Michael. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And with him, 80 males. And the sons of Joab, Obadiah, the son of Jehiel. And with him, 280 males. Of the sons of Shelomith, Ben, Joseph. And with him, 160 males of the sons of Bebai, Zachariah, the son of Bebai, and with him, 28 males of the sons of Asgard. Interesting. Johanna, Johanan. Johanan, the son of Hakatan. And with him. It's real Jewish, just now saying that though. <laughs> You've been brushed up on my Hebrew. I see. And with him, 110 males of the sons of Adonachim, Kam, whose names are these. Oh, wow. Eli Philet, Jehiel, and Shemaiah. And with him and with them, 60 males. Also of the sons of Bigvi, Uthai, and Zabud. And with them, 70 males. Okay, so again, we know there was a group of people, there's a group of people who went up with Zerubbabel. And now we have with Ezra, they only listen off the heads of households. So like these are the these people and plus these extra men, but you also have to consider they also had wives and children. So just giving you a group, just giving you an estimate of how many people now are now coming back from Babylon to Jerusalem to repopulate Jerusalem. Yeah, and this also isn't an indication that <clears throat> This is how many people were still in Babylon because the decree said 
everyone that volunteers to go. Who's willing. Who's willing to go back. So um, who's the king now? Artaxerxes? Artaxerxes. Right. So he didn't say, bro, all Jews, go, go back. back. Nope. No, he said, bro, if you want to, go. Again. Yeah, so that's what's happening right now. So now in verse 15, now I gathered them, I being Ezra, by the river that flows from Ahava, and we camped there three days. And I looked among the people and the priests and found none of the sons of Levi there. <laughs> so now, to Kazi's point now, right? These are the volunteers. These are the people who, who heard the edict and said, you know what? We won't go back to the land of our ancestors. We won't go back to our birth line. So now Ezra, you know, looking around, because again, this is a guy who studied the word and he knows he wants to go back and teach the word, but he also knows what needs to happen once he go back. Mm-hmm. And being back, they need to, a lot of the sacrifices and the rituals and all that stuff is a big part of what they do to serve, to serve God. Ezra's looking through the people. He say, hold on. I got the sons of Dan, the sons of Benjamin, sons of Judah, Levi, no, not Levi, but all these other, all these other people, Ishka. But you know, Levites here. Like, what's going on? Like, and, oh. and why that's notable is just what you said. I know all of the work that we have to do in this new temple. And whose job is it to yeah. do work in the temple? The Levites. So it ain't even like I trying to single out a group of people. It's like, bro. So I need you. I need y'all. I about to be do this work alone. Y'all, and, and then if anyone should have returned, it should have been y'all. Because it's y'all, it's your job as a Levite to atone for sins, to communicate with God, all of the temple work. Even that's how it was since the inception of the 12 tribes. The Levites had no inheritance because they were to benefit from every from everyone, because your work is a continuous work for everyone. You know, like <clears throat> in those times, I want to atone for my sins. I bring a, a lamb or whatever to the temple and the Levite sacrifice it. I don't sacrifice this lamb f- f- on, on behalf of myself. And that's part of the reason why Solomon, Saul, King Saul, the first king of Israel, that's part of the reason why he lost his throne. He was supposed to wait for Samuel to offer the sacrifice before they went into war. He did not. He got impatient. In his mind, Samuel was taking too long. He offered the sacrifices. Samuel would say, it's the foolish thing you did. Mm-hmm. Like That just goes to show the, like, <clears throat> the solemnity of this task. And if anyone should have been zealous about returning, it should have been the, it should have been the Levites. Y'all should have been ready to go back and do what y'all were called to do, what y'all were born to do as a, as a tribe. But let's look at it from some... I agree with you. No, no, no. Yeah, on paper. On, on paper, paper yeah. right? But think about, <clears throat> think about the flip side of the Levites, though. When we go back, we don't really have no possessions. The other tribe's supposed to take care, take care of us. That's true. So now I in a land, I got my own house, I got my own property, I got my own stuff, bro. I sitting pretty nice over here. Why am I eager to go back? Which kind of messed up because they because it's like the, like the Israelites need you, right? But if you think about it from some of that perspective, what are I going back there for? I, and I think that's I think I that's almost going happened. back there to be a lesser than citizen again. I mean. It is crazy, right? Because the, 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 it should be glorified work to your point to take care of the temple. Right. But you done been here, bro. We done. Some of these people probably just born here, bro. I don't even know what it really means to be a Levite for real, bro. You telling me this because I born to do this? No, bro. I born a Babylonian. 
For real, like, I bought a Babylonian for real. Like I bought a Babylonian, bro. I don't know. I don't know where to go off in no llama, no temple. What you talking about? Okay, now consider this, right? First of all, I'm touched by this story because I feel like there's a word in this, bro. Like I feel like it's a word in this, bro. Like, like when you supposed to be in the world and not of the world. Agreed. Agreed. Right? I feel and it coming. T- and now your time, your time come mm-hmm. to detach from the world, but you don't want to Boy, detach it from the world. It's hard. It's it hard. hard. You see what I'm saying? So proper context. I, and I, I, I agree with that. I want to give a little more context. Babylon had its ups and downs, right? When we read the story of Daniel, we see where worshiping other gods was prohibited. But through the, the story of Daniel, we see changes in the Babylonian empire. Now the, the Persian Empire, we see where people who, um, kingdoms where they did not know and did not care for the Israelite God, they had an encounter with the Israelite God, and now they have the utmost respect for him. Nebuchadnezzar being one of them, he threw, he threw the Hebrew boys into the fire. He saw that they did not burn. It was for them. You see what I'm saying? He, mm-hmm. he get turned into a, some, he reduced to a wild animal eating in the fields and stuff like that for seven years. He come back and gave his life to, to the Israelite God. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Same thing with I think it was King Darius. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, forgive me if I'm wrong. The last king was it? No, I think Cyrus was the last king with David. But anyway, it was a king who threw David in the lion's den. Daniel. I, Daniel. I'm sorry. Daniel and all these D's. Daniel, Darius, David. Who who threw Daniel into the lion's den? When Daniel survived, he was impressed and he understood. And he issued a decree saying, bro, nobody should deter the Jews. It was Darius. Okay, Darius, sweet. Nobody should deter the Jews from worshiping their God. So now, with that being said, the um, the Jews living in Babylon, they lived in a time where they could have experienced racism, but Mm -hmm. it was generally accepted their practices and their worship to God. And case in point is Ezra. Ezra, born and raised in Babylon... But he was a, he he was able to be a Levite, right? By mm-hmm. a profession, they didn't force him. Hey, you gotta like you see, like how they was trying to do the Hebrew boys. You have to do this. Like they was trying to force them to be in the Babylonian system. Ezra was able to be raised as a Levite and to study the things of God to the point where he yep. was a, he became an expert. And so I'm saying that I'm making an argument that this um this luxury was afforded to everyone that's a Levite while in in. In um, Babylon, you could have studied the law. You know what I'm saying? You probably could have offered sacrifices not in the temple. You see what I'm saying? Y'all might have built your own makeshift thing. Y'all might have meet somewhere. Like how God was trying to tell Moses to tell Pharaoh, let's go in, let's go in the woods, mm. offer sacrifice, stuff like that. And so the the um the Levites, they didn't ha- they didn't necessarily have to be a people who were completely aloof to the things of God, like how the Israelites, the Hebrews were when they came out of Egypt. When they came out of Egypt, they ain't know nothing about nothing. This time, it's options. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I can see if you don't know about God as a Levite because you're born and raised in Babylon, but at the same time, I can see where you couldn't know better. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, they could know better. Ezra, you see what I'm saying? So it's Quality of life. Quality of life, bro. Now, that's a, that's <laughs> that's, a completely that's different story. Coming, <laughs> that's what it comes... Because that's, that's, like, that's the decision they make it. It's like... I could go back to there, but once I go back there, all this other tribal stuff take over. And ain't no one, like, forcing me to go back. No. Consider this, bro. Consider you living in a Babylonian system. And by that, I don't mean it in a bad way. 
I just mean culturally, it was a rich empire, right? Mm -hmm. Money flowing through there. We hear, we hear like secular accounts of Babylon and that empire. It was a lot of gold and, you know, rich, mm -hmm. right? So money flowing, bro. The economy booming. Mm -hmm. You get your little house somewhere, you and your movie, you and your, your wife and your family, you see what they're saying? You're all chilling. You still a Levite, you know? You love God. You doing everything, right? In this country, you can live the same way as everybody else. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you step out of there... You mash. Well, not, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> in a good way. No, in terms of comfortability. I talk, yeah, about, I, talk about, I talk about goods in life, right? Yeah, no. I know that when I go to Jerusalem, Jerusalem not as rich as Babylon. No. Right? So therefore, if I have no inheritance... And I gotta and I gotta rely on your tribe and y'all to support me. Mm. But ain't no money moving around you. What would be the benefit? You see what I'm saying? Like I play in a, like in dominoes, you ain't supposed to play against your hand, mm. right? Whatever is an asset to your hand, you gonna you exactly. use that to you to the best of exactly. your ability, right? Me, if I have a family to support, I I'm not even saying I want to give up riches. I'm talking about sacrificing. Comfortability, period. Exactly. I ain't saying I got the bands and the mansion, you know, but I might have a little little to do, a little something, something. You see what I'm saying? But I have air conditioning. But you telling me <laughs> to go, go over there. It's fun. You know, yeah, fun and mosquito. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't know. I ain't know if I just doing that. If I if I have a choice, you know. Exactly. So, so I think I think that really was their um was their reality, bro. Like I got to travel this long journey mm -hmm. right to this place I never been. 4 months, yep. 4 months journey, place I never been, and it's a developing situation versus a situation here where everything is already developed. Mhm. Mm you know? Nice and comfortable. Nice and cozy. So, so okay, then in verse 16, then I sent for Eliezer, Ariel, Shemai, El Nathan, Jareb, El Nathan, Nathan. Okay. Zachariah, Mushalam, leaders. Also for Joarib, Joyarib, El Nathan, man of understanding. And I gave the command for Edo, the chief man of the place of Caspia, Caspia. And I told them what they should say to Edo and his brethren, the, the Nethiam, at the place of Caspia. I think Nathanims were the people who did temple, temple, temple work. Worship. Yeah, temple work, yeah. That they should bring us servants for the house of God. Then by the good hand of our God upon us, they brought us men of understanding of the sons of Malai, the son of Levi, the son of Israel, namely Sherebiah. With this sons and brothers, 18 men, and Hasbiah, Hashabiah. Bro, how you say this one, bro? Hashabiah. Hashabiah. I'm struggling with that one. <laughs> and with him, Jeshiah, the sons of Merai, his brothers and their sons, 20 men, also of the Nethaim, whom David and the leaders had anointed, had appointed for the service of the Levites, 220 Nethaim. All of them were designated by name. So it was interesting, right? We see Ezra didn't really get discouraged of the Levites. But he's like, bro, we need Levites. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we need them. For this, mission, for this mission to be a success, we need these Levites. And it's interesting how the Bible don't even tell us 
what Ezra say to say, <laughs> but we know whatever Ezra say to say it worked. Yeah, I think Ezra was a little conflicted because when I was in Babylon, I was seeing Levites. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I know come, y'all. Yeah, I know y'all there, bro. I know y'all. I know, y'all. I know who y'all are. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on now. So and I think that probably shocked him the most of, of it all. Like, bro, none of y'all won't come. None of y'all. Hold on, hold on, bro. We we grow up together. We had we've been to school together. You know what I'm saying? We do. We off. We preach together. Stuff like that. But I'm the only one. Like, or maybe like I'm one of few. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, I think he went back and and said to them, bro, come on, like. But you can see he's like a he's a apologist. What's the purist? He's mm. a purist for the for the for the word and for the the law. Yeah, the the, like the man study the words. So like I know I, I need y'all. I ain't no slopping up now. Like all right, I tried it a nice way. Okay, yeah, y'all supposed to come by choice, buddy. I need y'all to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need y'all to come. All like right, some of y'all can stay, but come on, come come. But it, Come, 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 come. You're kind of neglecting your sacred duty you now at this point. Exactly. And then... um, I'm just funny to the boy. He sent him to Edo. He ain't even come. He just said, all right, yeah, we can. <laughs> That's what came me to. Edo was like, all right, yeah, I got you, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you need some, you need some Levites to go back? Hey! <laughs> you, you, you. Y'all, y'all gone. Y'all, y'all, y'all go. Yeah, y'all go. I, I got to make sure be a priest over the the, 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 ones, who the ones who stay. The ones who stay. But it was funny though to me because it's like, this is a four-month journey. Mm-hmm. Y'all walk four months just to find out the Levites was in there. So someone got to walk another four months to round them up and then four months back. So he, he ain't coming back this year. It could be a whole another calendar year before he... Let's see, like, where are the rivers of Ahava? <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, the work had to be done, you know, and Ezra is showing his... um his zeal and his leadership at the end of the day because he could have said, you know, it is what it is. We can make do with what we have, but you know, the Levites have to be here, so we're going to round up the Levites. And part of me, you know, I kind of, just being a person who, who wasn't born into this structure, you know, I, I kind of sympathize with it because I remember when we were talking about, uh, I think we were talking about, it was, I think it was in the book of Joshua <coughs> when they were going to war. Mm-hmm. The Levites could not Fight. They, they they could not be a part no. of the war. And I used to think about that. I'm like, bro, if my cousins, if my cousins, bro, all of them trained soldiers, genetically, I have the I have the makeup. I I um I fit, you know what I'm saying? Like I into that. Mm. And I know, you know, among men, like that's a noble thing. You fight mm-hmm. for your country, you fight, oh, you're a warrior or whatever, right? And I I can't, I don't even have that that option to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, oh mercy! You know that would that would kind of that would kind of bug me a little bit, but you know, mm. you know, don't God's want, will. Don't want to do the work of the Lord <clears throat> in the temple. One fight. Better go polish the long stand. <laughs> oh boy! Some senses in there or something. But yeah, okay. So where are we now? I think we said twenty-one. 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 We were at twenty-one. Okay. Then in. Then Ezra proclaimed a fast there. Oh, and the rivers of Ahava, they were still in Babylon. Oh. Yeah, they were still in Babylon. Um, so so he must, he count them before he... Yeah. Uh, when he was like, let's, let's, let's see what we're going back with. That makes sense. Then. Yeah. Before we even go, yeah. Let let's me make sure we have all we need. <laughs> all right. 
Then I proclaimed a fast day at the river of Ahava, they, that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek him for the right way for us and for the little ones and all our possessions. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on our road, because we had spoken to the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all these, all those for good who seek him. But his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and we entreated our, our God for this. And he answered our prayer. Amen. You know what's interesting about this for me? It's like, and it goes for all us, like all Christians. Like we say certain things, but we don't let our actions back it. And I say in certain things, that's like saying like, oh yeah, God is good or God got me or stuff like that, right? But then you fret and then you doing all this mm. kind of stuff. Right, because think about it. Last chapter, the king offered Ezra everything. Well, whatever you request, yeah. I will give to you. Yep. Everything he asked for. Everything he requests, bro. But think about it, right? Ezra already witnessed the king saying, God got me. God mm. can protect us, right? Yep. So now, and it's funny, Ezra even being vulnerable in this moment, like, yo, I didn't want to ask the king for protection because the king would have turned right back on me and be like, yo, Where's this God? You talk about this almighty, powerful God who done bring y'all ancestors out of Egypt, who done part the Red Sea, who done part the Jordan River. Like, where this God is? You talk about you need my protection. I give it to you, but you kind of like backtracking on your own word right now. And so Ezra's like, you know what? We can fast and we can pray. We ain't asking for protection because we can make sure God got us, but we are going to make sure our hearts and our minds are in the right place to ask God for these things so God will actually you know, want to be with us as we go on this journey and want to, like, give us the glory and want to offer his protection towards us as we go back to Jerusalem. But to me, I think it's important because, like, how much times, like, we, like, we're not mindful that our lifestyle is a witness to others and others mm. are watching what we say versus what we do. Yeah. And I think it's something, like, we just, like, go in the back of our mind, but there are a lot of people watching us, like, as a body, like, you know, like, are a lot of people watching, like, watching, like, oh, you claim to be the so good, do good Christian or the so good, do good, whatever, but you ain't backing up by your actions. And I think that's that's something we all got to keep in mind. Yeah, and I think another thing is protecting the zeal and the reputation of God, mm-hmm. right? Because it would have shown, uh, uh, it would have been, it would have it would have given off uh, a sign of weakness if he had asked the king for protection. Because like you say, if you're God so powerful... Well, who am I? You say I'm a human. You mm-hmm. see, you asking for other humans to protect you when you got this all powerful God. Is he really that powerful? You see what I'm saying? And so by not asking, even though Ezra was obviously scared of this of this journey because it probably was dangerous, right? <clears throat> by not asking and having faith in God, he protect the reputation of God. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> and I was I was listening to a pastor the other day talk about how like like. Even our like even our preparation is like a prayer. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? You might not have the house, right? But you saving. You see what I'm saying? Because I know God go faith without works is dead, mm-hmm. right? So you can have all the faith in the world that God could get you a house, right? But if you do not prepare, you essentially you essentially you 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 want something to magically fall. You see what I'm saying? Like you ain't you ain't giving God no type of initiative that you actually believe mm-hmm. he got he could do this thing for you. You see That's what I'm fact. saying? Because if you do, but if I know. If I say by Earl, buy me uh, X Y Z, right? And I know you could do it, bro. I but I ain't. Gonna, 
And if it's something to prepare for, I can make sure I'm ready for when you for when you get me that thing. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's just that's just what it is. But now if you just sitting around, you see what I'm saying? Like you either prepare for disappointment or you actually don't believe it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and he give analogies of like, you know, you can get married one day, right? So what you do, you start to prepare yourself to be a good husband. From before you married, you start to prepare for that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know you're going to get a house, so you start saving for that. You know what I'm saying? You might acquire artwork and this and that and the third. So because you, it's like a prayer without words, bro. Like, exactly. You, pre- you preparing. So the thing about um, Ezra, he um, he knows that God is going to, he knows that God is going to save him. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, <clears throat> and he knows that he wants to, he knows that he wants to be a good representation for God. And so he basically prepares himself to do so. By fasting and praying, you see what I'm saying, for the protection. That way, the king would look at it and everybody else, it could be a witness to them. You see what I'm saying? The way he the way he maneuvers and the way he moves. One other thing I want to mention on that note, regardless if the journey was um, dangerous or not, you got to consider they come in here with a bunch of resources from That's the what king. I was thinking too. Like you come in with a bunch of gold, a bunch of silver, probably a bunch of animals, a bunch of just That's what you were yeah. yeah, you you a walking target. Mm-hmm. Regardless, bro, people, even people who don't want to steal, they probably thinking, bro, we in this dark journey. You ain't exactly. no longer know. You exactly. see, I can easily get away with stealing one sheep. You see, even if it's stealing by like necessity. I hungry, I starving. If I steal the sheep, I can feed my family for at least a day. You know what I mean? And so it's, it was tempting. It's, it's, it's a tempting That's situation. a journey still, though. Like, when you think about it, like... Four months? Like, y'all, like, even if, like, y'all going from... Y'all, essentially, y'all going from, like, Iran and Iraq mm-hmm. all the way down... To Jerusalem. Yeah, man. That's, that's a journey, but you walk into it. Yeah. Right word. Yeah. That's a, that's a journey, son. That's a journey. That's a journey. But yeah, we see Esther was a good witness. And, and, and to your point too, is like you also preparing the hearts of the people who are about to leave the Persian Empire, but they in Babylon because that's where King Nebuchadnezzar take them from when he when the Babylonians was in charge. You all leaving there, but now you all about to go back to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all might not have been the most devout, but as you're saying, we need to get our hearts in our mind, not really prepared for the journey, but they're going. But where are we going back to? You know what I'm saying? It's like getting us right back in that. Learn like getting back, get, getting back in the habit of starting to trust God again, starting to rely on God for what we need, starting to rely on God for protection, our deliverance. Like we, we need to get back in these habits because we, we we lost them as a people. Yeah, that's true. We 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 didn't have them even before we we <laughs> before we was in exile. <laughs> like get us in this predicament. Yeah. <laughs> like. All right, verse twenty four, and I separated the twelve, and I separated lead, the twelve of the leaders of the priests, Sherebiah. Hashbiah and, and ten of their brethren with them. <laughs> anyway, y'all gotta stick to the twelve. Man. I tell you. And weighed out to them the silver, the gold, the articles, the offering for the house of our God, which the king and his counselors and the princes and all Israel who were present had offered. I weighed into their hands six hundred and fifty talents of silver, silver articles weighing one hundred talents. 100 talents of gold, 20 gold basins worth 2,000 drachmas, and two vessels of fine polished bronze, precious as gold. And I said to them, you are holy to the Lord. The articles are holy also, and the silver and the gold are a freewill offering to the Lord your God of your fathers. 
Watch and keep them until you weigh them before the leaders of the priests and the Levites and the heads of their fathers' houses in Israel of Israel in Jerusalem. In the chambers of the house of the Lord, so the priests and the Levites received the silver and the gold and the articles by weight to bring them to Jerusalem to the house of our God. And we see Ezra starting them off on your priestly journey now. Like, nope, y'all about your Levites now. Here, this is your responsibility. All the gold and stuff that came from, come from the temple, free will offering to God. This is your responsibility. Yep. <laughs> like, starting you from now, bro. As soon as we step out of here, bro, you full time Levites. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <clears throat> so, in verse 31 Then we departed from the river of, of Ahava on the 12th day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and from the ambush along the road. Excuse me. So we came to Jerusalem and stayed there three days. Now, the fourth day, the silver and the gold and the articles were weighed in the house of our God by the hand of Meroth, the son of Uriah, the priest. And with, the, when with, and with him was Eleazar, the son of Phinehas. With them were the Levites, Josabad and Jeshua, and Noadiah, the son of Benui. And with the number and the weight of with the number and the weight of everything, and the weight was written down at that time. The children of those who had been carried away captive, who had come from captivity, offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel. 12 bulls for all of Israel, 96 rams, 77 lambs, and 12 male goats as a sin offering. And this was burnt, and this was a burnt offering to the Lord. And they delivered the king's orders and the king's, to the king's satraps and the governors in the region and beyond the river. So they, so they gave support to the people in the, house of, in the house of God. Amen. So here we see, mm -hmm. here we see they about to start making their journey. It's a long journey. I mean, they make the journey. Oh yeah, they they already make and, it there. But <clears throat> I'm about to say it's a it's a long journey, and it's a dangerous one. But we see where Ezra really is. Actually, he really exposing himself as as a leader. You know what I'm saying? All around. You know what I mean? I lead you through the journey. You see what I'm saying? I lead you in the things of God, but I actually delegating and making sure everything everything come together solid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this meant a lot to Ezra, bro. Like Clearly. Clearly, bro. Like, other people, other Levites, they 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 might have loathed the opportunity to come. They might not have want to leave. Um, Babylon had everything that they wanted, probably. I don't know, whatever reason they wanted to stay. But you can see Ezra did not want to stay in Babylon. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It was his suggestion to go. You know, it was other people who had left already, but he like, bro, I... We we gotta we gotta start pouring into our city. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We gotta we gotta revamp a lot of things and we gotta whip some things into shape. And from the beginning straight to from from issuing the decree to Artaxerxes to rounding up the troops to marching over there and making sure everybody get there safely and all of the um possessions get there safely. You can see all around Ezra mm -hmm. really is a is a, is a, is a a good leader, you know what I'm saying, for lack of better words. What I what I do like is like <clears throat> we see when they get to Jerusalem, you would think the first thing you would do is like, all right, we back. Let me make sure all these governors know like the authority we hereby. 
And she was like, no, we back here where the temple is. Let's take care of the sacrifices and everything first. Mm -hmm. Like, let's do what's really and truly the more important thing, and that's actually, like, worship God and atone for our sins. Before we give anyone else, like, why we here and we, and, like, authority from the paper, like, from, 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 from the uh, king, let's actually take care of what's actually the most important thing, which I think is actually powerful. We see, like, he said, like, he came back for a reason, and that was to make sure the people were still serving God and the people knew how to serve God. And the first thing he did when he came back to Jerusalem wasn't try to establish no authority or anything. It was like, no, we're back. Let us actually worship and serve God. And so I think that's powerful. I think I think that's powerful. Like it's probably <clears throat> one of the least significant things about the chapter, but to me it's still pretty significant because of like it shows truly what he was about and truly what was important to him. And the, the most important thing was for the people to serve God in the right way. Ezra and the exiles from Judah have now made their voyage to Jerusalem. And when they arrived, their first order of business was to offer sacrifices unto the Lord. But after those festivities were complete, it was clear that some of the Jews had adopted abominations from the nations surrounding them, which started from intermarrying with those nations. But we'll talk more about that on the next episode of A Breath of, of, a Fresh, breath Air. of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your host, Nakaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week.